This is a podcast of the Church at Indian Lake. Keith and Mary Ann as our guests today. Great to see you. I had the privilege of this Thursday. I was able to to go to Union Elementary School to represent you. Pastor Kim Driver put together uh, our HATS program, our HAT program, no S, just H-A-P, honor a teacher. I want to show you what happened and what you're giving allowed, how, allowed us to honor a teacher. Mrs. Rice at Union Elementary School, and one of the students nominated her, and we drew her name, and we gave her $400 towards a computer, and then other personal gifts to bless her and to thank her for what she does in our community. Thank you, Pastor Kim, for your great leadership in that ministry. Well, I have been looking forward to this Sunday for a long time. You, you already heard how I personally feel about our graduates, and I never really got a chance to talk to you about our college graduates. I'm so proud of our college graduates, too. As many of you know, Beth and I work with our college graduates, or excuse me, our college students, age students, every Sunday night. And on top of that, we had a couple of non-traditional students who were parents, whose family made a sacrifice so they could further their education, and I commend all of you. And I want to talk today, I want to talk to our graduates, but I don't want you to tune me out, because I believe this message, this word, is going to have application to all of us. Uh, the Lord's going to speak to us today, and in the few minutes we have left, I, I believe there's some things that He wants to show us. The year 2014, 2014, that is five years from today. What will your life be like? It seems like a long ways away, but it really isn't. When you, year 2014 comes, we will have already completed an election cycle. And we either have a new president or President Obama will be in their second term. The 2012 Olympics in London will be a distant memory. And we'll be thinking towards 2016, hopefully in Chicago. That's a great possibility. In the year 2014, who knows what kind of technology we'll have. Are we going to have flying cars? We don't know. I do know this, that Facebook and Twitter will be so yesterday and so uncool. Year 2014, there's so many variables that we cannot control. There's so many things we cannot predict. Yet, God has given us this gift. And He has given us a gift, a gift of self-determination. There are many, many things we won't be able to control. And five years from now, we don't know what challenges we'll face. We don't know what our world will be like. But there are are some particular things that God has given us this gift. Our sovereign God who created the universe that controls everything gives us a level of self-determination. If you can look at me, uh, well, 
uh, on the screen at Genesis 1.26, at the beginning, before the fall of men, God said, let us make man in our own image. This is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. In our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea. Look at that word, rule over. The New King James says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Here, here's the point I'm trying to make. God gave a gift in the Garden of Eden that extends to us today. He gave us a measure of dominion. He gave us a measure of rulership. So graduates, I want you to hear me today. And if you're wise, if you're going to listen today, so don't text message today. I know y'all text message the other week, so put up the text messaging and listen to me today because I want to tell you something, and I want you to hear me clearly today. By 2014, the choices you make will greatly determine who you're going to be. The choices you make. God has given you a gift. Life does not just happen. We are not just victims of circumstances, and we are not just the product of luck and happenstance. God has given us a measure of self-determination that when we make the right choices and when we position ourselves and when we have a clear vision of the future, God lets us determine much of who we will be. And that is something that is a gift from Him that should be treasured. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 9. I could read this every Sunday and it would apply to any sermon I preach. Don't be deceived. This is Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please a sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from that Spirit will reap eternal life. Don't be deceived. The choices you make today will affect you tomorrow. The decisions you make today have consequences tomorrow. And deception wants us to blame everybody else. We are a victimized society. We are the product of this disorder. We're a product of our parents. We're a product of our environment. But individual responsibility is what God's called us to. And he said, "You, what you sow, you will reap. The decisions you make today will determine who you are tomorrow. So I want to tell you, you have a great opportunity today, graduates. Because we don't know what 2014 holds. We don't know what will happen five years from now. But we know that if we make the right decisions today, it's going to create a better tomorrow for us. We know that God is positioning us to walk in His ways and to make decisions that will help determine a greater future. So here's my wish for you graduates. It's not that you would get in the greatest school. And it's not that you would receive scholarship money. And it's not that you would just make that networking connection that would open all the doors or you would get a big lump of money so you can be comfortable and that your future can be started. All those things have a measure of greatness to them. But the greatest thing I can wish for you this morning is that you would get wisdom. Wisdom. Not just intelligence. Not just mental capability but wisdom so that you would make the right decisions. Now, Solomon, King Solomon, had one of the greatest, probably the greatest opportunity I've ever heard of. The greatest opportunity. God asked him a very, a very revealing question that revealed his heart. And it's in 1 Kings 3. I had invited you to turn there earlier, so read now with me, starting at verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream and said, now look at this phrase here, ask for whatever you want me to give you. 
I want you to let the gravity of that statement seek in. God said this to Solomon. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon could ask for anything from God. And I want that to represent today what our graduates have. Because our graduates, you're not wise enough to realize this today, but those of us who are older, the older we are, the more this is real to us today. You have a gift before you today. You have opportunity. You have potential. You have a chance to write your future. Five years from now, because of the grace of God, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever He's called you to be. You have a gift of self-determination today, and it is as if God told Solomon, ask whatever you want me to give you. And I feel like that's what the opportunity our graduates have before them today. Life is in front of them. And life's in front of us all. If we really think about that, that what we can be five years from now, it, it's, if we realize the potential that lies within, within each of us, that question applies to us today. And so Solomon answered in verse 6, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people. You have chosen a great people, too numerous to count our number. Now look at verse 9. This is what Solomon asked for. Give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Right there is a great definition of wisdom. You see, wisdom has a lot of different definitions, but the Bible called Solomon the wisest man to ever live, and this was his wisest thing. He said, God, give me a discerning heart so that I can distinguish between right and wrong, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? In verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but have discerned and you, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. Let's look at this phrase in verse 12. I will give you a wise and discerning heart. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Wisdom is a great distinguisher. Wisdom is that which will distinguish you from other people. Wisdom is that which will cause you to be a great leader. When you are wise, when you want wisdom, when you desire wisdom, it is the great distinguisher in your life. So I say to you graduates, above anything else, above accolades, above scholarships, above recognition, above money, above connections, I pray that you would want wisdom and you would thirst for wisdom and you would long after wisdom because wisdom is going to be the key for you to be everything God wants you to be. God has set before you something clearly. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give you three quick phrases of what wisdom means. What does wisdom mean to you? Wisdom means you see clear. If you're taking notes, write this down. Wisdom means you see clear. Now, I could, we could come up with many, many definitions of wisdom, but we're going to organize around three quick statements today. You see, so many people cannot make a decision in life. We are victims of other people making decisions for us. We are paralyzed by our indecisiveness. You know, people live in a fog, and they're walking around in a fog without, they're not able to make decisions for themselves, and that's why they're looking for a leader. That's why weak-minded people look for cultic leaders. They do, because they want to be told what to do. They want to be told how to think, because they don't want to make a decision themselves. 
Can I tell you that when you are wise, students, listen to me. When you are wise, you begin to see things more clearly than other people around you. And that's not a bad thing, and that's not an arrogant thing, and that is not a prideful thing. It is a gift from God. The ability to see clearly. And can I tell you, congregation, that's why you need wisdom. Many of you are going to be in situations, whether it be business situations, social situations, religious situations, where indecision rules the day, and God's going to cause the gift of wisdom to come in your life, and you're going to be able to see clearly what to do. You're going to be able to see clearly the path to take. You're going to be able to see clearly how to get out of the jam. And that is something that we should not embrace, that we should not deny, but we should embrace. The, the vision to be wise, to see clearly. And here is the issue, because I want you to understand what I'm about to say. Not everyone around you will see things as clearly as you see them when you walk in wisdom. Because those around you would prefer ambiguity. Those around you would prefer confusion. People get very familiar with confusion, and a person with clarity is intimidating. Your clarity, your clarity means you see things clearer than others around you, and that's my prayer for you. Can I tell you this? The world will get out of the way for somebody who knows where they're going. You see, we live in indecision. What's God's will? What am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what to do with my life. What should I do with my life? Just Take a plan, stay with it, go and watch the world get out of the way. If you say, God, I am going to stick with this plan because I see clearly where you're taking me and I see clearly where we're going and because I see clearly, now I can lead. You can't lead people when you're walking in confusion. Wisdom helps you to see clearly. Here's the second thing. Wisdom helps you to see far. Wisdom helps you to see far off. When you see far, you can see how your decisions today affect your tomorrow. The problem is, most people live a foolish life. And so they continue to make decisions with no thought of what the consequences will be. They don't have the ability to say, if I do this today, or if I invest this today, this is what's going to happen to me later. And they only see the moment in front of them. You know, when you have wisdom... God gives you the ability to see way down the road. And you begin to not just see trends. And you, you just don't see predictions. You begin to see where things are going. And then God is causing you to see clear. And he's causing you to see far. And you're in a position to lead. And that's what wisdom is. It's leading your simple ways. It's being prudent. It's being able to discern what is right. Just like Solomon said, being able to discern what is right and wrong, what is good and bad for the people. So wisdom means you see clearly. You see far, and here's the last thing, is you respond correctly. You see the situation clearly. You can see further out than other people. You're able to make a decision no one else can make. And the reason you're able to make that decision is because you can see further out than other people. But then you can respond correctly. And that means engaging. That means activity. That means embracing the challenge. You see, if all you can do is see clearly and see far, but you never get involved, then all you are is a critic and a cynic, not a leader. When you can see things clearly, and you can see far, and then you inject that leadership gift, and that inject that call, not for your name or for your sake, but for the sake of the people, and you engage in what's going on, then you can make a difference. So my challenge to our graduates today is that God would help you to see clearly, see far, and respond correctly.
This has been a Church at Indian Lake podcast. Be sure to check out IndianLakeChurch.com for all updated news and information.